Picture this. It's Thanksgiving. You're surrounded by friends and family who are hugging and kissing you. The smell of baked goods wafts into your nose. And you look around as music is playing in the background and you think, wow, I'm pretty darn lucky. And that thing that you were worried about earlier in the day suddenly doesn't seem so bad anymore. And what's that? Is that a little smile that's starting to make its way across your face? And before you know it, you are glowing from the inside out. Sounds pretty great, doesn't it? Well, what if we could cultivate that feeling, that sense of gratitude every single day and not just on the fourth Thursday of November? You're listening to the Purpose Filter Podcast, the show that helps living people apply dying lessons before it's too late. My name is Dr. Louis Kathy Zhang, mindset and life coach and an end-of-life doctor, so I've learned a thing or two about living. And I'm here to help you filter out the noise, remind you of what's most important, and give you the tools necessary to live your best life now while you still have the time to enjoy it. And on this week's episode, we are talking gratitude, why it's important, how it helps us physically, mentally, and emotionally. And by the end of this episode, you'll learn a few simple, actionable practices that you can start using immediately to help you reap the incredible benefits of gratitude so you can be happier, healthier, and more fulfilled. And if you're like me, you've probably been practicing gratitude wrong this entire time. And speaking of gratitude, I wanted to share a review about this podcast from New Hospitalist, who writes, awesome. Each episode helps me think deeper about the life I want and how to start living it now. Thank you so, so much, New Hospitalist. You are all the reason I do this podcast on top of my job, on top of everything else, so that maybe it'll help you live a little bit easier. If you want your review to be featured on the show, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and write a review and share these episodes with a friend so we can help more and more people. And if you want to figure out what you truly want from your life and how to turn those desires into reality, then stay tuned to the end and I'll show you how we can work together to make that happen. So without further ado, let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week here at The Purpose Filter. I hope you're doing incredible. If you are listening to this episode the day that it is released, it is Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. I cannot believe that we're already at Thanksgiving. So what better time of year than to talk about gratitude? And I know you're probably like, oh, gratitude, it's a lot of woo, it's a lot of things and saying things that I'm grateful for, yada, yada, yada. How is that going to help me? Well, let's jump right in and talk about the benefits of gratitude and how we can use it in our own lives so that we feel happier, healthier, and more fulfilled. So I won't lie, I kind of nerded out on this episode because I wanted to get deeper into why gratitude helps us so much and is so beneficial for our lives. And you're going to hear references to research studies and things like that peppered throughout this episode. And I hope that it gives more insight and background into what we already inherently know about gratitude from what we see on social media, blog posts, videos, things like that. 
So I had come across someone saying that when you are grateful, when you're in a state of gratitude, that you cannot be anxious or worried or fearful or overwhelmed at the same time. And I was like, okay, that makes sense because you can really only do one thing at a certain time. But it turns out that there are actually neural circuits that explain exactly why this happens. There's something called pro-social neural circuitry, which brings us closer to ourselves and others, closer to sensory experiences, which in my mind I interpret as like being in awe of something, eating great food, experiencing nature. And that circuitry antagonizes the other neural pathways related to being aversive, related to defensive behaviors like backing away or covering our vital organs. And that's actually reduced when you're in a state of gratitude, which is so freaking awesome if you ask me. And, you know, I fall into this trap, too, because I know how important gratitude is, and it's hard to feel that when there's so many other things going on. It's easy to feel afraid. It's easy to get overwhelmed. And that is from our evolution as a species, our primitive brains. It's easier to feel unhappy when you think about it, our bodies are meant to decay and deteriorate from the moment that we're born. There's so much stimuli going on in the external world. And then we have to relate to each other and ourselves and regulate our emotions and feelings and work and play and balance our time. All of these things make us feel like it's hard to be grateful sometimes. For example, there are neural pathways in the brain which are much more prominent and robust when our eyes sense things getting darker and dimmer versus when things get lighter. And again, this comes from survival instincts from millions and millions of years ago that still affect us today. It is weighted more in terms of the negative thing, like things getting darker rather than the opposite. And this is probably also true for negative emotions and feelings etc. Which basically means that we have to be intentional if we want to feel good because of how we're wired. The good news is, is that if you practice gratitude, even semi-regularly, even if you forget about it once in a while, happiness and well-being and gratitude start to become your default. It's like a gratitude return on investment. You invest some time at the beginning and with some upkeep, you get the long-standing benefits and it changes your life for the better. And we know that gratitude has been shown to significantly lower the risk of major depression, generalized anxiety disorder, phobias, nicotine, alcohol, drug dependence, and abuse all of these incredible health benefits for us, which not to mention the emotional and mental benefits as well. We know that gratitude promotes serotonin release, which stabilizes our mood and well-being. And get this, there was a Berkeley study that was done on 300 adults, mostly college students, who were seeking mental health counseling at school, mostly for depression, anxiety, and they rated their mental health as low. The study randomly assigned them into three groups. All three of them received counseling, but the first group had to write one letter of gratitude to someone else once a week for three weeks. The second group wrote about their deepest thoughts and feelings about negative experiences, and the third group did no writing exercise whatsoever. 
and this is what they found. The gratitude letter writing group produced long-standing effects, improved mental health, self-reported mental health at four weeks and 12 weeks after. There was not much change at one week, and they found that even if you don't send the letter to the person you wrote it for, you still get the benefit. I think they said only 20 or 25% of the people actually sent the letter, but they still had improved mental health reporting at four and 12 weeks. And what's really interesting is that the group who wrote gratitude letters of that group, the people who used fewer negative emotional words, they actually reported better mental health than the people in the same group who wrote letters. That I think is really, really interesting because it's kind of like what you focus on is what you feel. And interestingly enough, one of the studies that I came across when I was researching this episode, it was done in mice, but they've replicated it in humans as well, was that they allowed one mouse to run on the wheel and mice like doing that. And they measured health outcomes and it reduced blood pressure. There was improved neurochemistry in that mouse. But if there was a second mouse in another cage that was trapped and forced to run on its own wheel that was linked to the wheel of the first mouse, meaning it would have to run every time the first mouse ran against its will, that second mouse had negative health effects. Its stress hormones shot up, blood pressure shot up. And it was so interesting to be like, this is the difference between intention, between things like when we say, oh, I have to versus reframing it to, oh, I get to. But the thing is, you cannot lie to yourself. They've done studies as well about the intention of like lying to yourself and saying, I actually am going to do this, even though I don't fully believe it. And you don't get the benefits of actually believing that what you're saying or doing is true. So your brain is pretty smart. Don't lie to yourself, whether it's for gratitude or anything else. And so when it comes to incorporating gratitude into our daily lives, a lot of people will say like gratitude journaling or writing things down or going through a list or experiencing that. And that's great. And I just learned that I've been doing it wrong as well. Apparently, one of the most powerful ways is actually to receive gratitude. So like when two people write a letter to each other, let's say me and my husband, I write a letter to him and then read the letter to him. He, by receiving the gratitude, would have much more activated neuropathways of gratitude and serotonin and all those downstream effects. They've done studies of people receiving gratitude by listening to other people's stories where they received help, stories of triumph over challenges, which I love to share on here on this podcast as well. So there's two ways that's been shown to really help elevate our gratitude practice and for us to get the benefits of gratitude. One is if you really consciously think about a situation when someone was deeply and genuinely grateful for something you did for them. That's the first one. The second one is thinking about a story, a narrative that really resonates with you emotionally when other people were in dire straits and they received help. What you can do is one, write down and isolate what that struggle was. Let's say someone had a car accident and they were paralyzed and they needed to learn how to walk again. 
And the second thing to do is to write down what the help was. Someone came along and ended up working with this person day in, day out for years and years and years to help them get back on their feet. And then write down the third thing, which is one aspect of how that situation or story impacts you emotionally. You're like, wow, look at this person who was paralyzed after their accident and they are able to walk again and they're able to play sports again. How inspiring is that? You can put yourself in that other person's shoes and think about what their state of mind was before receiving the help and then how they felt and what their state of mind was after receiving the help. And the more time you spend in this, the more emotional attachments you can give to it to make it feel rich and resonant with you, the better the effects of this gratitude practice. And you do not have to do this for very long. One minute, two minutes, five minutes, a few times a week, maybe even once a week to start can have huge, huge benefits on all aspects of our health. And when it comes to gratitude, every single day that I go to work and take care of patients who are sick, who are dying, it reminds me of how truly, truly lucky I am, of how truly, truly lucky someone like you is, even if it doesn't feel that way. And I understand, I get it. Life sucks real bad sometimes. Life really can get shitty. And for my patients who are sick, for the ones who are like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through today, they are still able to find something to be grateful for, even when they're dying, even when they know that time is very, very short, even when they know that they're leaving their friends, their family, their loved ones, their children behind, even when they are suffering an immense pain, they're able to find something, even if it's something tiny, to be grateful for that day. I've had patients say to me, you know what, I'm just glad that I woke up today because I wasn't sure if that was going to happen yesterday. I'm just glad that my eyes are open and that I can stay awake long enough to talk with you, with my family, with my friends, because I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to do that. And what a blessing that is. What a gift to be able to have that clarity to say, I know what's important to me in my life right now. And that's the clarity that I hope you'll be able to get from each and every episode of this podcast now, before, and going forward. Start with gratitude. Fulfillment starts within. Gratitude starts within. There will always be something else, another thing, another prize, another event, another experience to chase. I invite you to bring it back to yourself, to you, to your inner soul, to think about how you actually want to live this life, this precious, precious life of yours, and what and who you can be grateful for along the way. So there you have it. We talked about the importance of gratitude, how it helps us, and a few simple actionable practices that you can start using immediately to help you reap the benefits of it. 
And if you want to feel happier and more in control of your life than ever before, click the link in the show notes to my website, Louis Kathy Zhang, so you can close the gap between where you are and where you want to be in a fraction of the time it takes on your own. All you have to do is book a free call and I'll help you find clarity on what your issue is and help you feel better in no time. If you celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope you have a wonderful holiday. And until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. I'll see you next week.